Hey, this is Caleb Cole, pastor of Project Church in Sacramento. And man, I am so excited for you to hear this word. I believe God is going to encourage you, strengthen you, and challenge you through it. So get ready to receive from God today. Hey, good morning, everybody. I want to welcome you watching online. Thank you for joining us. Uh, For those in the house, we got some real live people in the house. Make some noise in the house. Our live audience. Man, we we miss you, uh, our church family, and we are in the middle of a series called Family Matters. Last week we heard about leading, how to lead spiritually, and today Chrissy and I are actually tag teaming, and we're going to talk to you about communication. So we want to talk about communication today, but this series is all about helping the family of God grow spiritually. We say family matters because we believe the church matters in this moment. We believe that you matter in this moment, that what God has called us to matters, and we want to help the family of God see that, man, we all have a part to play in the body of Christ. So the theme verse for this series is Psalm 68, 6, which says, he sets the lonely into family, and uh, I think that we recognize that right now, a lot of us have felt lonely. We've been isolated for months now, and so we have to be reminded that no matter if we have a physical family, maybe we're not married Um, maybe we are, maybe we have kids, maybe we don't, no matter what your reality is, you have a family in the family of God. And that's what God does. He places those lonely into families. And so today we want to talk about communication, Chrissy and I, and actually, whenever I think about communication, I think about something that changed the game for us. Now, I don't, I don't know if you guys have any things that changed the game in your relationships But this was a game changer for us. You see, for a few years there, we had little kids, and we were constantly butting heads over our calendar. We would schedule things on top of each other, and then one of us would have to bring the kids with them to their meeting. And it became a constant point of contention where we were always arguing over who had the priority for that meeting slot. Or if we weren't fighting over the priority, it was a matter of – Who's going to take the kids? That yes. was a big thing. So, <laughs> thanks for interrupting my story. I'll continue now. Okay. I, this is a lesson. Communication, I'm just guys. trying to show you some of the pitfalls and interruption. Yes. It gets you there. So, Great. a few years back, we did something that probably all of you have done by now. If you haven't, you need to do it. And that's we got shared calendars on our devices. Come on, somebody. If you are all for shared calendars. Now, we got the shared calendars. And it changed the game because now when we locked in um, that time and date, we knew that that was reserved for whoever had locked it in first. So now it became a competition between the two of us for who could lock it in first. Because if I lock it in first, then that's my slot, right? And so now you can interrupt me because I know that you – Chrissy is still not the greatest at this. I'm more on top of it. So I quickly, because I want that slot, I'm like, yep, Caleb – Lock it in, boom. And then she's always fighting to take over the slot. Yeah, so when I see you on a Sunday and I'm trying to set up coffee with you during the week, oftentimes I'll just be like, hurry up and figure out the date so I can get in the calendar before Caleb. So if you understand that, you know, I'm trying to beat him to the calendar, you understand why I'm really trying to get and set this date. Yeah, so there's so many aspects to communication. And something as small as using a device to share a calendar actually helped our communication because it was a way of conveying to each other what our schedule looked like without having to sit down and talk through every last detail. 
But today, I think in this moment in our world, we all recognize that a lot of people are talking, but very few are listening. There's a lot of perspectives being shared, and everyone wants their perspective to be heard, but no one wants to listen to the other perspective. And I believe, like, it's very hard to receive from someone who will not listen to us. Like, I have a hard time receiving from people if they don't want to listen to me. In the same way, if we want people to receive from us, we have to learn to listen to them. And so, Christine, I want to share with you today on how to communicate with a mindset that they matter. Everybody say, they matter. They matter. Being whoever God has brought into your life, whoever he brings along your path, they being your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, your children, your spouse, God brings they into our lives and we have to recognize that they matter. Even our friends on social media matter, don't they? Even though it can be hard to communicate with they, with them. And so we want to talk to you about that today, this reality that we need to communicate in a, way, in a way that they matter. Yeah, and if the goal of our communication is the right goal, then we will listen to one another. We will speak to one another. We will not cancel each other. Listen to this. Listen to me for a second because I think it's permeating our culture, this, this cancel culture, this idea that I'm not talking to that person anymore because um, we have differences. I, this, this idea that we, um, our goal is to get our... Um, point across. Here's the thing. I feel like the goal of our communication is wrong oftentimes. The right goal of communication should be connection. But what are we doing instead in this cancel culture? I believe that we have some incorrect goals. Sometimes the communication goal that we have is control. Our, when control is our communication goal, what we're doing is we're oftentimes proving ourselves we're trying to posture ourselves, and we're trying to puff ourselves up. That's what you actually call, um, what is that? Virtue signaling. Virtue signaling. I forgot it. But, you know, it's helpful when somebody else is communicating with you. Take note. Okay. <laughs> but oftentimes when we're trying to prove ourselves, we're postured in, like, trying to be something sometimes that we're not. And if we're trying to prove something, we're trying to convince other people what we should already know about ourselves. Also, if we're posturing ourselves, we're always trying to position ourselves to look better than we actually are. Oftentimes, we puff ourselves up. We tell people who we are and why we think the way we think, and that really is rooted in pride. Let's make the goal of our communication not control and proving posturing and puffing ourselves up, but let's make the goal connection. Let's make the goal connection. The goal of communication should be connection, connection to God and connection to one another. I love what Seth Dahl, he's the president of, one of uh, an international um, ministry, and he says this. If we seek connection over being right, we are right. But if we seek being right over connection, we are wrong. So we have to truly make the goal of connecting Connecting with God, connecting with one another, and keeping your love on. When we're connecting well with one another, we're choosing to love one another well. You know, a book that we oftentimes recommend to couples, people in workplaces and workspaces, this is another game-changing resource and tool for us, 
is a book by Danny Silk and it's called Keeping Your Love On. And the idea of connection is the idea of loving one another well. We are called to love one another well. And if the goal is to lead all people to life and freedom and everybody at some point should eventually be a part of the family of God, then we are making it a goal to connect with them and connect to them through the love of Christ. So let's connect in our communication. So that's the main idea today, that the goal of communication is connection. Connection to God and connection to each other. We want to be connected. Um, unfortunately, we've made the goal all the other things that Chrissy was just, was just talking about. So we want to talk to you today. Uh, got a few points for you about communicating with the heart that others matter. Communicating with the heart that other, others matter. Number one is we have to learn the listener. Everybody say, learn the listener. Proverbs 18.2 says this, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. How many of you would admit that you've been a fool at times? That you have only taken pleasure in giving your opinion, not in understanding what other people feel, uh, see, or think. I and Chrissy recognize that our kids all listen differently. Like our children, we have three children, they are very different. Our oldest child is a type A personality. All you got to do is look at him like with a cross eye and he's like, okay, I'll do it. And he'll like go like put everything right. He's the one that we say, get ready. And he, he immediately goes to the bathroom, brushes his teeth, gets his hair done. And he's sitting at the door waiting for all of, you know, his siblings and us. Why? Because communicating with him is easy. You say it once, it's over. Then my middle child, um, he's a free spirit, creative type of thinker. His mind is everywhere. He can't focus on anything for more than 10 seconds. And so I say, brush your teeth. Okay, he's on his way to brush his teeth. He sees some toys. You know, he sees some Legos. He sees, you know, um, anything that he could grab. And next thing you know, I look over. He hasn't gotten dressed. He hasn't brushed. So I have to constantly be reminding him, right? I have to learn that my children listen differently. They're different people. And so I have to coach them and communicate with them very different. I think that right now, we all would agree that politics, political conversations are very hard. We're, what, 30-some days from an election. Um, and what I found and what I think is that both sides want to speak, but no one wants to listen. Not only that, but both sides want to speak, but they don't want to communicate in a way that they understand the perspective of the other side. And we all recognize and know that you cannot properly communicate with someone if you don't understand that someone. You can't properly communicate with your spouse if you don't understand your spouse, their goals, their dreams, their heart, their fears, all of these things that affect how a person hears you, how a person communicates with you. We have to learn our listener. In our marriage, like we've learned more about each other over the next Sunday is our 12-year anniversary, by the way. Um, we've learned more about each other in 12 years. And so I can better communicate with my wife now because I've learned more about her. But I want you to imagine that if I said to my wife, she shared her feelings and her frustration and maybe some pain with me. I want you to imagine that I responded to that by saying, well, actually the facts and the study that I read says otherwise, so your feelings really are a moot point. Like, imagine if I responded to my wife like that. Do you think that would go well? 
I don't think you guys want to imagine that. No. <laughs> no husband would ever respond, or some of you have tried it and it didn't go well, would respond to your wife and her feelings by saying, but the facts don't support that. Like the, the, the study that I read doesn't support that. So you shouldn't feel that way. We, this is how we communicate with people. And I think in this moment, even politically, as it relates to the racial conversation, we are responding to people in pain with, but the facts in the study don't support that. Rather than learning the listener, and in learning the listener, I empathize with the pain. I recognize the pain. I acknowledge the pain. I may not understand it completely. I maybe don't completely understand the perspective, but I can acknowledge and, 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 and say that, wow, that must be hard because your feelings are not, um, they're not inaccurate. That's what you feel. I would never tell my wife, don't feel that. No, because that's what God gave her. He gave her those feelings. He gave her those emotions. In this moment, I think we need to learn the listener, and that means acknowledging the pain of who it is we're communicating with, the pain of who it is that is listening to us as we communicate with them. We have to learn the people that we're communicating with. That means your friends, especially your spouse, your coworkers, people on social media, different perspectives, politically, ideo ideologically, I can never say that word, ideologically, we have to learn the listener. And I would challenge you all today, all of you online, that you would make an, an effort to learn the people that are listening to you. And how many of you know people are listening to you? They're listening to what you're saying. They see what you're posting. So learn those that are listening, even if their perspective is different from yours. Yeah, and so those are great um, tips as it relates to learning the listener. But I also believe that as a speaker, we have to also recognize some things as well. You know, he says to also recognize that there's pain and you have to understand my dreams and my heart and everything. But also as a speaker, we have to recognize how we are being heard. We have to recognize how people are listening to us. And so I'm going to go into um, what we should be doing as speakers. But can we also recognize that the way we speak is not one that is going to be, the, the words that we speak aren't always well received because we're not the kind of person that people want to listen to. And so I want us to make sure, be the kind of person that people want to listen to. Speakers, communicators, be the type of person that people want to listen to. We have a mission on this earth, and it's to lead all people to life and freedom. We, have peop we, are, we are giving people the invitation to be a part of the family of God. And if we are speakers who do not communicate and, um, well, and we are not going to be well received. And so... When we communicate with a heart that others matter, we need to make sure that our communication is loosing words that build up. I like what you said in the first service about this idea of loosing words. Yeah, so when we communicate with a heart that others matter, we loose words that others matter. And, and this idea of loosing or letting out, I, I was taken back to my favorite movie of all time, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Come on, who doesn't love Kevin Costner? without an English accent around all the people that have English accents. Um, before some people's time in here, but keep going. Okay, so, so I love that, that time frame. I love like the Middle Ages and the Crusades and, and this time in our history. But when I watch the battle scenes, what do you see? You see a bunch of archers, and they're always the first line of defense. And the, they pull back their, their bows, and then the guy in charge yells, 
loose, right? He always yells loose, and that means fire. And so they all fire their, their arrows, and then they do it again. They pull them back, and then the, the, the guy in charge yells loose, and they all fire their arrows. And that's why I imagine is that in this day and age, it's, we're a generation that's critical and cynical. And we're walking through life critical and cynical, and we're critical and cynical of the people close to us, the people that are far from us, people we come in contact with, people on social media. And what we're losing is criticism and cynicism. And what I think is we need the Holy Spirit to just be walking alongside us. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to walk alongside us and just yell loose, but loosing words that build up. Like I want to be walking through life and just be reminded every time I'm talking to someone and I want to be critical of them. Like, maybe I don't like that their mask is down below their nose. But, but, but I go, you know what? I'm going to lose words that build up. And so we need that in our life that daily we walk throughout um, our, our relationships with, our, with the people around us. And we lose words that build up, not words that tear down. So if we're losing words that build up, it actually makes me think of the, uh, where we get the definition of sin. Sin is missing the mark. Okay, sin is missing the mark. And I imagine somebody pulling back a bow and arrow and then loosing an arrow and then they miss the mark. Now, I want you to think of that imagery and the imagery that he shared that oftentimes if we are missing the mark with our speech, we're hurting. And we're using these arrows as weapons, not as opportunities to sharpen one another, not opportunities to connect. And here's the thing. Oftentimes, if we are not building up with our words, if we are not loosing words that are encouraging others, then we're more than likely tearing people down. And sometimes that's not even in the words that we choose. Sometimes that's within the heart that we give these words. Here's the thing. Sometimes when my husband and I are in spats or disagreements or just, you know, and it's not even interpersonal, it's just about differences in opinions about political things and about, um, you know, COVID things. I'll just say that. And oftentimes, I will just remind him, I was a communications major, <laughs> and I know how to use my words. And you, you, you help, I will let you help you respond um, in, in a really well-curated um, response, and I will respond to you in a very well-curated, big words you know, really get the point across, and I'll do it with a smile and a wink and a little dagger in the side. You know what I'm saying? Let me just say that there's times that we share words that seem like they're building up, but if our heart is not postured in humility and with the heart to build up, then those words are still, first of all, don't have integrity, do not build our own character, and it's tearing somebody down. Can we be people of Colossians 4, 6 that says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. We need a pause before we respond, and we have to make sure that before we, we equip our tongues, that it's salty in a good way, seasoned with salt and graciousness, so that it just falls on somebody, and we need the words that are coming out of our mouths to make people feel better about themselves. This world is full of depression, despair, hopelessness, and destruction. Can we start using words that build up? You will never go wrong in an argument, in a conversation, in a discussion. You will never go wrong when your heart is to connect with them and build 
them up. Our I'm going to record this and just replay it for oh, you in shoot. the future. Jesus, help me. So we want to edify the body of Christ. I just Remember like, when you said this? I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shh. I have yeah, it ready on my phone. Yeah, yeah, I should have yeah, been yeah, recording yeah. that. So we got to edify, edify all the girls in the house. Build your sister and brother and family in Christ up. We need to edify one another. Let's be the person that edifies. Proverbs 25, 11 through 15. Just think about this. Think about the imagery and really soak this into your spirit. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. Like the cold of snow in the time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him. He refreshes the soul of his masters. Like clouds and wind without rain is a man who boasts of a gift he does not give. With patience, a ruler may be persuaded and a soft tongue will break a bone. Can we be, a, can we be refreshers of souls? We don't refresh anybody if we're only tearing down and being critical. Let's use our tongues wisely and build up. Proverbs 13, 17, it says this, an unreliable messenger stumbles into trouble, but a reliable messenger brings healing. I want you to understand that the words that you share correspond with building trust with other people. The messenger stumbles into trouble, but a reliable messenger brings healing. A trustworthy messenger brings healing. Listen, church, we are individuals. We are a body that is, is supposed to be building bridges to this world so that they can be healed and find healing in Jesus. Our words are going to be that pathway, that bridgeway to bring healing to people who are broken and are desperate for hope in their lives. Can we be people who are trustworthy? My kids aren't going to trust me if I'm only being critical of them. They're going to have a hard time trusting me. My husband is not going to trust me if my words are only critical. You see, trust and healing and building bridges is what Christians need to be about. And we do that by building one another up, by using words that build up and do not tear down. Let's be bridge builders in Jesus' name. That's good. So next we communicate with a heart that others matter by listening to the speaker. So we learn the speaker, we loose words that build out, but then we listen to the speaker. Now, I think a lot of us listen with the intent of responding. We don't listen with the intent of understanding. In fact, studies show this, that the majority of people are listening with the intent of responding, not to understand what is being shared. And we must um, understand what it is that is being shared by the speaker, by the person we're engaging with. James 1.19 tells us this, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak. Everybody say slow to speak. And slow to anger. We are quick to speak and slow to listen typically um, as human beings. But this says be quick to hear and slow to speak. And then it goes on to slow to become angry. And I think that listening properly, we have to first listen to the Holy Spirit. And so as, as followers of Christ, we recognize that the Holy Spirit comes into our lives when we give our lives to Jesus. And he now is a comforter. He's a counselor, and he's there to guide us in how we connect with people. And so if you're going to communicate properly with people, you have to listen to people. And to listen properly to people, you need to go into, into conversation saying, Holy Spirit, help me hear what they're saying. Yeah. Help me understand what it is they're wanting to say to me. 
Not only that, but help me hear what they're not saying. Because how many know, you know sometimes people are saying something, but what they're not saying is what you really need to understand. Yeah. Because what they're not saying is maybe the pain and the frustration that, that's at the root of what they're sharing with you. And so you have to listen, and the Holy Spirit will help you to say, oh, they're not saying this, but I hear what's at the root of what it is they're sharing with me. The other day, or actually yesterday, I was, uh, in, I woke up in the morning. I don't know, now that I'm old, I don't sleep in. I can't. I used to sleep in, you know, 9, 10 o'clock. But once you have kids, that all ends. And so um, I can't sleep past 7 now pretty much. And uh, yesterday we woke up, and it was right around 7, Chrissy and I. And we didn't have a busy day or anything. Um, so chill Saturday. Come on, how many are thankful for chill Saturdays? And, uh, and we woke up, and my wife was like, will you touch me and, like, uh, I just want to cuddle I with you. I never know and, what these stories are going to be. And, 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 and will you just like, I just want some affection. And, and I heard her, but I was on my phone, and it wasn't like convenient time for me because I was trying to like scroll the, the IG, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I was on social media. I was looking at stuff. And so she kept asking me, and I was just ignoring her. And then finally I just was like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. And I just reached out, and I like put two fingers on her shoulder. <laughs> No, and it wasn't even a nice touch. It was like a poke. I was like, I'm looking like, for affection, bro. Like, there you not, go. No, I don't call him bro. But it was a poke. And here's the thing. He was trying to keep me engaged by being like, oh, yeah, yeah, listen to this meme. And I'm like, that's not affection. But go ahead. <laughs> so I'm laying there, and, and I'm pretty much ignoring her. And I, I gave her a two-finger touch to just let her know, like, I at least hear you. Um, and then we, we went on, you know, got up, and we were getting ready. And then she started being a little, like, snippy with me and, like, giving I mean, me attitude. And I'm like, that's a, yeah. I'm like, what's the problem? And then she launched into the fact that I ignored her, that I was on my phone, and, and she's, like, sharing with me all her feelings. Well, let me tell you what I did. I didn't listen to her. I didn't acknowledge her feelings. I literally was like, you're always on your phone in the morning. And I just started defending myself and attacking her and telling her all her shortcomings and the fact that her phone was dead, which was the real reason that she wanted to touch me that morning. But, sorry, I just had to throw that in there. It's Again, all, this is also, it's, it's like the, okay, PG version. <laughs> Keep going. And so, I, 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 then I had to stop, right? I realized that I wasn't listening to her. I wasn't hearing her pain, um, her hurt in that moment. She felt somewhat rejected, I guess. Um, and I think she was more just frustrated with me. And so then I stopped myself from defending myself and attacking her. And I said, you know what? You're right. Like, I'm sorry. And I apologized. And she was like, I don't believe you. <laughs> but listen. We worked through it and cuddled the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah, we were good. We have to listen to the speaker. We listen with the intent of understanding not the intent of, of responding. And I, I got defensive. My intent was only not to understand. It was only to respond, only to defend myself, to protect myself. But it wasn't until I acknowledged, like, no, I didn't respond in the right way. I hear what you're saying and your feelings and, and your pain and what you experienced. I don't think she was in a lot of pain. But I heard her, and I had to apologize and acknowledge, right, that, that she was sharing something that I had ignored. And so we have to listen to the speaker in order to, to communicate in a right way. And listen, I know that sounds like such a little thing, but I'm telling you a lot of little things piled up 
will create a major chasm between you and whoever you're in relationship with. So to acknowledge these small moments are so important. Recognize the small things in your communication and watch your communication flourish. And so finally, communicating with a heart that others matter, um, you forth. Lean into Jesus. Say, lean. Lean. Thank you. Into Jesus. Into Jesus. You know, I recently posted something that I was really actually convicted in, in myself. Um, I, I asked the question, how many people are so over 2020, right? And how many people are just like so easily irritated by some people's posts? How many people are like really close to canceling everyone and anything around them, right? We are living and true cancel culture. And here's the thing that I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me, that John 15, 4, we need to abide in him more. We need to abide in Jesus. Because here's the thing, when we cancel one another, we are choosing to no longer communicate with others who are needing the love of Christ, the people who need us to lead them to life and freedom in Jesus. We are canceling the communication that God wants to use us as a conduit of his, of his message, but we're canceling them out and they aren't given the opportunity to receive hope in their despair. And when we have this attitude of, oh, I'm so done, I'm so over it, then we miss out on opportunities for people to find hope and people find hope only in Jesus. So what kind of fruit is coming from your life? What is coming from your life because of what you've posted, because of the position of your heart? What is coming out of your life? I'm afraid that some of the words that we're communicating and the different things that we're posting and the different ways and hearts in which we are communicating are producing some really rotten fruit. Really rotten, gross, stinky, yucky. And I wonder if we are no longer attracting people to Jesus because of the words that we choose, the way we communicate, the way in which we receive people who are communicating to us. I believe that we are sometimes exhibiting really nasty fruit. But if we abide in Jesus, if we abide in him, we will start to bear good fruit. John 15, 4 says this, abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. If you are abiding in Jesus, the only fruit that will come from your life is good fruit. It's going to be love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, gentleness, church, and self-control. Are we being the people who are attracting people not to us, but to our Savior and the people that we call out as our, the one who we love and rescue and idolize? Are we, are we making people attracted to that by the fruit of our lives? I want to encourage you to be the person who abides in Jesus. The more we spend time in Jesus, the more, t- more we become more like him. We, we often answer the question, what would Jesus do? And the fruit of our lives is what Jesus would do. And people understand that this is somebody that I want to make the Lord of my life, the Savior of my life. We've got to bear the right fruit. Our communication is the fruit of our lives. And we want it to be good. Listen, again, the heart of Jesus is to connect. Abiding in him is first connecting with Jesus, connecting with our Savior. And here's the thing. He has done all the things 
that we just talked and described today. He communicates with a heart that we matter. Listen to this, Jesus, he learns the listener. He knows us inside and out, he created us. We are fearfully and wonderfully made by our creator so he knows us inside and out. He's listening to us, he knows us. Loose, he looses words that build us up. He only communicates with us what is good. And sometimes we're like, I don't know if he only communicates what's good. I'm always like getting like reamed at these services and I'm feeling convicted. And that's the love of God that's correcting us. God is not able to communicate outside of his nature and his nature is good. His nature is always to loose good words over us, prophetic words that give us a future and a hope. And listen, Jesus also listens to the speaker. He listens to us. He knows every single one of our prayers. He knows them before we even communicate them with them. He knows our thoughts. Listen, he wants us to take his example. He wants us to learn listeners. He wants us to build others up with our words. He wants us to listen to speakers because that's what he does in our relationship. And we can have an amazing, incredible connection with God. And when we have that amazing connection with him, then we can have an amazing connection with others. And not to prove ourselves, not to posture ourselves, not to puff ourselves up, but in order that they might come to know the Savior that we call Lord. Can we... Listen to Jesus, lean into Jesus, because here's what happens when we lean into Jesus, we're covered by him. You know, thankfully this illustration really works because he's taller than me. But when I when I when I lean into him, I'm covered by the shadow of his wing. I'm covered by him. And some of us are out there vulnerable with our thoughts and just throwing out things and not hidden in Christ. And people see us imperfect, yucky us. But if we are leaning into Jesus, we're protected by the one who loves us and loves others. We are protected. So lean into Jesus. Lean into Jesus. Connect with him. And others will connect with him too. So we said at the beginning, the goal of communication is connection. Connection to God and connection to each other. I want you to picture this, and Chrissy alluded to it the image of the cross. So what is a cross? It's a, a vertical beam and a horizontal beam. In the same way, we have to be connected vertically to our God and horizontally to people, the people he's brought us into connection with. Here's the problem. The reason we're having a hard time here is because we're having an issue here. Like, if this connection is a little off, even if it's a, there's a little bit of static, it's a little fuzzy, uh, maybe it's disconnected completely. How can we connect here in a right way, in a loving way, in the way that God wants us to as his people? He's brought people into your life, and he wants you to be connected. He saw Adam, and he said, it's not good for him to be alone. God created you for community. Why do you think this season has been so hard for all of us? Because we've been isolated. Like COVID has really revealed to me how much I was designed for community. It's revealed to me that God's intention of community with him and with others is the perfect thing that we need as human beings. Because this has showed me isolation 
is not what God intended and it's destructive for our souls. And what's happening though is it's not just the isolation, it's the ideology and the political stances and all these things have disconnected here. But I believe it's because we're not rightly connected here. So my challenge to everyone online, everyone listening, everyone in this room is that right now we would repent of anything that has disconnected us here. I think we all can acknowledge that we have not always put God first. I can acknowledge that. That I have not prioritized this every day in my life. And so my challenge to us today is that we would say, God, I want to get the connection right here because I know if I get this right, I'll be able to get this right. You cannot get this right with your spouse, with your friends, with, with, with your coworkers, with people on social media, if this isn't right. And so my challenge to us is that we would get this right. We would say, God, help my connection with you to be crystal clear. I would prioritize you. I would put you first. Because I know if I do that, then this is going to fall in line. This connection is going to get better. This connection is going to be clearer. So I want to pray for us. I want to pray over the Christians watching online in the room that we would let this connection be crystal clear. God, I'm putting you first. I want to hear from you first. I want to hear your voice above all other voices. Let me pray over us. Lord, I pray right now for this connection, this vertical connection to you. I pray that every Christian listening to me online, every Christian in this room, that we would prioritize our relationship with you. That we would ask, that we would hear you clearly, that we would stay connected to you above all else. We would put you first in our lives. God, help that connection that maybe has felt disconnected, that maybe has felt fuzzy, to be crystal clear once again. And then, Lord, I ask that as that falls in line, that we would get the connection right horizontally with our friends, with our spouses, with our kids, with our coworkers, with people we come in contact with every day. But may it start with you, Jesus. We repent of anything that we prioritized over you, and we repent that we haven't loved the way you've called us to love the people in our life. Help us, Jesus. We can't do this on our own. We don't have the strength. God, we don't have the self-control. Uh, we don't have the righteousness in and of our own flesh to do this, this right, this connection horizontally right. God, so help us to get connected with you vertically first. We need you. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you are online and you have never received Jesus, this connection that I've been talking about has never been there, I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. Jesus came and gave his life so you could have life and have it to the fullest. This is the best decision you could ever make. So I want everyone in here to help me repeat this prayer after me. If you're watching online, you need a relationship with Jesus for the first time, or maybe you just need to recommit yourself, I want you to pray this prayer wherever you are, in your house, behind your screen, pray this with me. Everybody repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me. Change me. Take away my sin. Wash me clean. I confess that you are my Savior, that you are my Lord, and I surrender to you. I want my connection vertically to be with you, crystal clear. I love you, Jesus. I pray this in your name. Amen. Come on, let's make some noise in the house for these that prayed this prayer. If you prayed this prayer online, this is the best decision you could ever make. Click the link below. We want to connect with you and help you grow in your faith journey. It's been
Chrissy and I's pleasure to communicate with you today. Our challenge to you is that you would, as Christians, stay connected to the Savior. You would lean into Jesus, as she said, because if this is right, I know that this is going to get right. So we're praying for you. We love you. We miss you. We're going to sing one last song before we go. So would you lift your voices with us and let this be the thing that solidifies your reconnection with your God. Come on, let's worship. This word encouraged you today. If you haven't heard, we recently purchased a building in Old Sacramento. This is going to be the permanent home of Project Church. We are here to stay in Sacramento. But I wanted to ask you if you would consider giving, uh, donating to help make this vision come to fruition. You can go to www.projectchurch.com backslash believe to see more about the building and to donate. God bless you and let's see what God can do through us.